and welcome to the Aspire to Be podcast. And today we're joined by Ryan Evans, who is our partner technologist for Google. So thanks for joining us today, Ryan. Thanks for inviting me along. No problem at all. <laughs> so partner technologist for Google, what does that involve? What doesn't it involve, I think, is, a, is an easier way to describe it. It's, um, it's everything that we do with Google, um, leading on everything, education, business and sport. So any engagements we have with uh, the UK office or the or the global team at Google uh, at the moment now comes through me. Um, it's making new relationships and partnerships with, as I said, education organizations in the business sector and what we're seeing recently is an increase in the sporting uh, organizations too. So it's, yeah, it's keeping me busy. I bet. Yeah. So what sort of thing then on a sort of daily basis does that involve for you? What are you running? Um, again, that's part of the reason I love love the job so much because every day is just so different you know one day you could be working with the school about putting their digital transformation project in place or, or moving it forward and upskilling staff with professional development uh, supporting the pupils with their with their learning and progress um, another day it could be creating webinars that are hosted on the Google for Education YouTube channel um, getting registrations put the marketing working alongside yourselves and the sort of marketing team here to put a social media campaign around those webinars out there. Um, it can be virtual or face-to-face meets with cohorts of teachers, um, people working in businesses all over Wales, the UK, the wider world, all over really, providing those uh, upskilling opportunities using all the Google Workspace tools. Um, there's this, well, like I said, every day is different. There's so much I could list my calendar. I don't think there's a there's a mirror day at all across any month. That's good though. At least you don't get bored. And, you know, exactly, hundred percent. And that's like I said, why I enjoy it so much. It's because you're waking up, you go and looking at the calendar, and you're going, oh, "I'm doing that today." It's different. It's allowing me to be creative and and uh, innovative, I suppose, using tech. Brilliant. So, I mean, to stay, take a step back, I suppose, how did you get into this role? Um, so secondary school teacher by trade originally, mm-hmm. uh, ICT and PE were my subjects, then led into um, a special needs school where I, I ended up head of faculty there, but um, initially it was head of IT department, uh, working alongside, um, I suppose my mentor, Ninian Davis, who's well known in the, these parts, uh, was, was a great mentor for me to sort of see how to run a department. It was very early on in my career, so it was a big jump and climb up the ladder quickly, which obviously escalated to head of faculty, leading uh, the STEM faculty across the whole school. Technology was very well provisioned at the school, but not very well utilized. So things like accessibility that potentially for a special needs school could have been at the forefront, wasn't really being used um, to its maximum capacity. And I mean, I've been at Spider B now four years, so going back, say, five, six years even, some of the technologies that we've got access to now weren't available back then. Yeah. So, and that's probably the only thing I miss from being in the classroom day to day is things like Google Classroom. I never used as a, as a practitioner in the classroom. I've only ever delivered it in a training capacity. So whilst I've you know great experience in using it, I haven't actually used it as well. Um, so... Yeah, like I said, just over four years ago now, uh, I've all, I always had my eye on Aspire to be. It was that digital transformation role I was playing at school to upskill my colleagues and the pupils. 
that's what the company were doing from afar. They were celebrating some great stories. So I was I was using it as uh, best practice, I suppose, and following what they did. Um, and it was a conversation with Simon way back when, where I just, uh, it was at the end of a, a tough day, to be honest. I remember coming home. And this is well publicised. Uh, there's a story here, isn't there? There is a story here, yeah. It, uh, it featured a ca- part of a campaign with LinkedIn. So it was a message to Simon, uh, even though Craig mentioned on his vodcast episode <laughs> that it was him. I did actually contact Simon. And I will honestly say it was via social media. LinkedIn portrayed it as uh, it was via a LinkedIn inbox, which is very similar to the, the actual Twitter message I sent out, but we won't say that uh, too loud. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn got involved in it and said, you've had your job by reaching out. Like I said, yeah. I came home from work one day. It was a challenging job. It was, you just wanted to down tools by four o'clock. You know, I get home and it was like, right, I think I'm ready for a new challenge. Message to say, you know, any opportunities, employment coming up. Um, I met for a coffee down uh, not far from where we are here in the office. Went for a Diablo's coffee. Had a conversation. Said, "Look, you've got my CV now. Let's let's see where it goes." A couple of months later, uh, things change internally with the Spider B with people moving on and, and changing jobs. So an opportunity came up. Jumped at the chance. Uh, jumped ship, which was a big decision. You know, leaving yeah. the a public sector, you know, school employed job. Great Security. job. So, yeah, it was an yeah. element of that to to um to sort of decide. But haven't looked back. Um, came within, God, I think it was within twelve months. Then it just happened to get an opportunity with LinkedIn. They said, "Look, we we've seen your story, how we've got connected." You know, I, I, uh, I think there was a blog or something they'd seen about it. Somebody had written an article on it. Uh, so yeah, featured in a in a TV campaign that uh, I don't think I'll ever <coughs> uh, live down. Live. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's there in the archives forever. It's got over two million views, which Craig again reminds me of uh, very often because he did actually inbox Simon in a similar manner uh, on on LinkedIn. Why do you um, think they chose you for the campaign? Oh, I don't think Craig's got the face for it. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm off my own back now. I watched his episode with uh, with great intent. He um he you know he got in in a similar way, but yeah, yeah I got in there first. Um, <laughs> And it, it was a good opportunity. It put the spy to be out there as as yeah. a company. You know, it. I think they they put a budget behind it that it featured on every single advert. Uh, every time you went on YouTube or uh, once, I got uh, sent a video of it being on Sky Sports in uh, at the halftime oh interval, and I thought, yeah, I'm happy with that. I made uh, it. Yeah, but then <laughs> you know, bumping into people and walking through town and things like that. Um, I right, long time I see. Yeah, last time I saw you were on YouTube. Uh, yeah, you can imagine. And uh, yeah. my wife's a primary school teacher and pupils in her class were even saying, you know, uh, oh, Mr. Evans is on telly again, miss. You know, it was <laughs> Obviously loved that as a well. little bit cringe. <laughs> yeah, but a good experience. You know, yeah. it was uh, to have a video um, team. There was about 18 members of staff they brought, the production company. Oh, my gosh. And uh, obviously Sophie, Nick, Paul at the time who was with us uh, and Ricky were all sort of on set for the day with me. And then we went to Pankoid to film uh, in the primary school. So yeah, and that's how um got into the role and uh, that was the end of that, I suppose, four and a half years, nearly, yeah, just over four years, I think it is now. I haven't looked back. You don't miss mm. teaching at all? Um, I think elements of it, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's this, this relationships with, with staff, you know, there was a great team of staff I worked with uh, at the school, but probably the, the pupils, uh, the majority of pupils, we'll say, the majority of pupils, you know, good relationships and rapport with 
Uh, it was an SEBD school, so there was there were characters there to say yeah. the least. And you know, I bump into some now who are you know early twenties, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I remember you when you were in your seven. And it's it's great to see some of the, you know some really nice success stories. Um, as you can imagine, a wide range of of life paths they've gone down. Um, so it, it's great to see some of them bumping, and they still remember you. And there's this you know the respect is still there as well. And it, it's both ways. You know, it's nice to catch up with them. Uh, not so long ago, bumped into an ex-pupil and remembered my my eldest who was born when I was a form teacher. Oh. Remembered his name and just little things like that, yeah. you know. And it was, oh, I do miss that that uh, camaraderie, I suppose, with, yeah. the, with the pupils you could have. Um, however, it's been a bumpy uh, two years now, really, with the pandemic. You know, I take my hat off to all teachers. My wife being one, teaching remotely and things like that has been difficult been in a different working environment supporting you know educators and things i'd much rather be doing that you know flexibility working from home and things yeah. like that without yeah. those was added pressure so i think i got out just at the right time with teaching yeah good time <laughs> definitely yeah. so i suppose that takes us on to your role then and like you say with the pandemic and things has that changed the nature of your role and changed the face of what you do um yeah, elements of it. You know, it's it's obviously delivery from home. And we were quite a flexible organisation mm. to begin with. You know, a couple of days a week, if we needed that downtime to work from home, we, we could. There's less times coming to the office here in Swansea. Um, but it's it's good to catch up with people as well in a face-to-face environment, Definitely. you know, a lot of the time. But yeah, working from home, it's a different... I like getting in front of people in a room where I've got 20 educators or business staff, etc. And I, I do my training in front of a big screen and just gauging body language and uh, people's demeanour and sort of um, attitude towards it, I suppose. How are they getting on with it? How are they finding it? You can see it. Doing that remotely when you're just sometimes looking at webcams or sometimes even worse when they're turned off, it's hard to judge. You know, are you getting on? Everything okay? And... There's different challenges. Uh, I don't dislike it. You know, I mean, I can do the school run in the morning, come home, get my coffee and, and sit in front and deliver all morning, bit of lunch, deliver all afternoon, day's done. You know, and it, it does sort of take out the travel. and The logistics. The, the logistics, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of positives. Um, but I do enjoy, you know, we've recently started going back into schools uh, and businesses, delivering face-to-face. If I had to pick, I'd probably do the face-to-face. Mm. But I mean... You know, remotely, it's it's offered up a lot of opportunities over the last two years. Um, you know that I haven't had to travel for. So within your role as well, then I suppose has what you've been actually doing changed as well. So not just the sort of the nature of it, but the actual content. So I know with our schools, our education programs, obviously with them migrating more to a, an online yeah. delivery. Yeah. How has that affected your work? Um. So coming in from a special needs school. I had the the lead role in inclusion element, accessibility and things across Apple, Microsoft and Google. When we were going into schools, it was sort of my background was an experience and my passion for it allowed me to be at the forefront of, oh, this is a great tool to help with a visual need, hearing need, literacy need, you know, your, your dyslexias and things like that. And that was, that changed during the pandemic. Obviously, we couldn't get into schools to support those educators who would then consequently knock on and, and support the, the pupils. So um, I had the opportunity again, which wouldn't have happened without the pandemic, to get into the Google Innovate, uh, Innovator Academy. So I was lucky to get selected to go into that and it allowed me to create 
included you, which I'm, I'm repping here today in my hoodie. Um, it's a not-for-profit, it's a completely free tool, um, and it's basically a framework website full of resources, and you can identify what the needs of your pupils are, or one specific pupil maybe, and go through the process of looking at their, their learning need, then this subcategory of need, so something like a sensory and physical need, then looking at is it visual, hearing, physical, whatever it might be, then choosing the technologies, uh, what you've got access to as your devices, and then of course there's all these different tools. So it's that remote learning that we've offered, and it's it's gone global. There's a, there's a huge number of people in the States, in South America, um, Australasia, all these different countries that have, have well, use the site of some sorts and that's been really um an element of pride i suppose of being able to say well i've put this platform together yeah along with a lot of other people supporting internally here at aspire to be and on a global network scale i suppose uh, a community of google trainers apple educators uh, microsoft innovative educators etc who've pooled their knowledge and understanding put them into some video resources and, and top tips and things and allowed the site to go and support. So that probably wouldn't have happened without the pandemic because it's it needed to be a, a site rather than in person. Mm. Um, but it's just scaled up. So like I said, it, it's got a global reach. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something I'm quite proud of the last 18 months, I suppose, yeah. developing that. It's an incredible achievement, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh... it, it's hopefully going onwards and upwards as well. There's a few things uh, potentially in the development plans at the moment to make it that, even better resource for for educators um even businesses it wasn't really the target audience mm. but when we're delivering training and, and some professional development sessions to to people who are working in an office they might have needs that that weren't identified when they were in school themselves yeah, yeah. or you know who, who can use some of these tools as well so it's the audience is being um broadened uh, and that was never initially the plan it was literally for pupils initially um then educators started saying well this is a great tool for my productivity you know there's some great tools on there that can aid their day-to-day life without even speaking or, or showing a pupil that tool and likewise with the business world so it's it's pivoting slightly at the moment which is exciting yeah definitely so as well as all your included your work what sort of uh, both direct and indirect work do you do alongside google yeah, so you mentioned it, indirect and direct. It's a lot of different um, campaigns and projects for me. Working directly with Google is obviously commissioned work. So we've done so many webinars over the last two years now, I suppose, with the pandemic, um, where it's myself or Beth or Nick or Craig or whoever it might be online, live on YouTube, delivering that um, Google certified trainer delivery demonstrations case studies interviewing schools and you know tried and tested approaches to rolling out google in in their schools um we've done uh, individual projects things like accessibility webinars and festivals and sessions around supporting um new or beginner stage uh users of google across organizations just as much as you know we've done the taking it further sort of sessions where you've got people who are competent users of Google who are being shown like, well, if, you, if you're if you at this stage, let's go again. And, you know, and, and the sort of icing on the cake sort of element of it. So those have been really good to do. The indirect stuff. So 
with 2022, we've got a calendar of events now that we're putting down where they're going to be a lot of face-to-face, which is, again, as I mentioned, great uh, for us to get back into organizations and things, uh, but also virtual opportunities for, for people who uh, are either starting out or, again, you know, sort of intermediate users looking to get the, the extra tips and, and tech tips and hacks and things like that. So we've got a calendar um, of these events, and that's, you know that's that's me working indirectly then with Google, so representing them just as much as Nick and Dean doing their Apple and Microsoft stuff. So we're offering that holistic approach to professional development, um, and I can't wait to get started with those now. If I'm honest, you know yeah. the, the logistics are in place, the the dates and the the titles and things like that. All the planning is is underway. Really looking forward to sort of it's getting out there. This time, yeah, isn't it? you know what you've got to do. It's yeah. just like getting out there. Well, it's been the pandemic's obviously saw us had a huge spike in need of people needed training yeah. there and then. So Aspire Ed came in and was like a huge opportunity for us to to pivot in our services to still support educators in their training. A lot of those educators who've been through those courses are now saying, "Well, what next?" Yeah. So for us to say, right, we've got a specific literacy event really affordable in regionalized as well across the country so everybody can sort of say yeah that's the location i can get to um it will provide them an opportunity almost trainer trainer so we, yeah. we can showcase best practice that we've seen and we have you know tried and tested ourselves and experience from learning from other schools etc pooling all that best practice showcasing it to individuals allowing them to have that development but then also allowing them to go back to their schools and say perhaps in a staff meeting or some opportunities they'll have to then support their colleagues. And it's vital then that they keep the snowball sort of rolling, um, allowing the the pupils to have access to the best, most skilled staff that they possibly can get. um, And to allow, you know, the the pandemic brought that line in the sand moment for technology. It really opened the door for it to sort of get immersed in everyday teaching and learning. Yeah. so I think that these sort of sessions coming up now will allow staff to, to have that next level of, of support from us. So yeah, like I said, I'm itching to get out and, and start delivering and meeting people, you know, yeah, from, from all nice sorts. Face to face. Yeah. There's only so many webcams you can look back at, to be honest. <laughs> so if people are interested in getting involved in any of these, the details will be yeah. on our website, on our social media. Yeah, so. social media. Um have a look at the company ones. We'll all be promoting it ourselves on our own social medias. Uh, the website, you won't be able to, you know, not see it, I hope. Yeah. You know, with the advertising, it has started. It's it's very much um, on track with, with the thing. People are signing up. Registrations are coming through thick and fast. There is capacities on some of these events. So I would say act, act fast, act quick, Snap get involved. Yeah. yeah, if there's any um, queries about anything, you know, we're always open. Our inboxes are open to have that conversation about sort of um, what about doing an event like this you know particularly here in Wales we get that a lot yeah with the with the DCF the digital competency framework Wales are in a very unique place we've got so many variables working with schools a Welsh speaking school a non-Welsh speaking school immersed in the DCF not immersed in DCF hub or not hub there's so many different challenges and and people have been messaging saying is this suitable if we're using hub Totally. You know, we, we want to, to support all educators in Wales. Um, so, you know, it's, it's open to everybody to come and, and utilise what we're going to show on, at these events. Brilliant. 
and as well as education obviously we're providing um digital skills training courses to businesses as yeah. well. so you've been involved with the pla program as well so that's the um fully funded digital skills yeah it's, it's been a bit of a game changer obviously in the last 18 months since the plas have started with us it's fully funded and that's the bit yeah. that people i think they don't have to pay a penny. It's and too good to be true. It is it? too good yeah. to be true. You know, fully funded by the Welsh government. Um, it's pretty much what we've majority of the time been doing, you know, with, with businesses. It's allowed us sort of foot in the door with a lot of organisations. Yeah. Um, working with housing associations to solicitors, to accountants, teams of staff where we obviously upskill them in their, their use of mainly Microsoft. I've been leading on all the Google deliveries. Um, again, those those opportunities are, are still available, and people can sign up, get in touch. You're probably the person that I would That'd direct them me. to on yeah. that. <laughs> All the logistics is just being told. Then, right, Ryan, you, you, here's your new cohort. Here's your time, your date, the, the meet link. Um, haven't yet done any face to face, but again, I'm going to be hundred percent so, keen yeah. to get into businesses. You know, into a conference room and, and meet people and say, yeah. right, what are you currently doing? Okay, that sounds great, but what if you did it this way? Showcase the best practice that we've seen, tried and tested again, you know, and, and help people get the best out of technology that we can. Absolutely. And there's some amazing opportunities out there, aren't there, for businesses to come aboard and sort of access these courses. Yeah, it's really straightforward. And like you said, it's too good to be true know, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think across our social media, you know, we've got a, a relatively loud voice and we're, we're gaining this audience and people are seeing these. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose any business, you know, can get involved with this. It's just about spreading the world. Um, I'll message my friends at LinkedIn, see if they can put a campaign <laughs> together for us. <laughs> You'll be on the back of buses again. <laughs> oh, God, no. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> Only once in my lifetime will that be me. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we'll finish there and we'll ask you a couple of quick fire questions just Ooh, to finish off. Right, okay. Okay, so first off, Twitter or LinkedIn? Oh, what a question. <laughs> Twitter. I know. You are not going to be on the I back know. of any buses. That's my campaign's soon. done. <laughs> oh, that's it. There we go. No, I think LinkedIn was great for me. It, it did offer me an opportunity to develop career-wise. And that professionalism on LinkedIn, you know, it's it's a great place to showcase your achievements and your certificate and all that. That's great. Twitter as a network, I've, I've, I know people, I speak to people on Twitter as if I've known them all my life. Mm. There's some, particularly through the Innovator Academy, half of my my cohort particularly in the uk i've never met half of them but i speak to them as if i've known them all my life through twitter and things like that and it's just a great place to magpie ideas off other people but also say oh i know you know and it's that supportive um holistic place if i was to get rid of all my social media that would be the last one standing i think that's the 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 blunt end of it sorry linkedin (laughs) (laughs) okay so um mcdonald's or kfc McDonald's. Football or rugby? Football. That was the easiest one. Oh, yeah. Okay, who's your favourite colleague? Oh! I, you don't have to say me. I know it's oh, you don't. Oh, what a question! <laughs> favourite colleague? I'm not going to tell you what everyone else has said. Oh, this is a very political question. You've got so many different things. I've known Nick the longest. We were in uni together. Yeah. Craig and I share lifts most mornings from, from the West, coming to Swansea. Who 
Sophie cooks the nicest cakes. I was about cakes. to say, who, who cooks for you? Yeah, Sophie cooks the nicest cakes. We'll always do the t- anything you need help with. She's good as gold with it. Uh, even though I rank probably at the bottom of her list. I think you're, yeah, you dropped out of the top five for her, I think. Oh, Joe's recently come on board, who will hopefully be on his own podcast soon enough. Uh, has been excellent since he's come in as the sort of... Um, the digital apprentice we've had in the company. I couldn't have, I like managed Joe and I, I couldn't have asked for a, a better apprentice to come through over the last 12 months. But I'm not giving it to him. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Oh, see, it's, it's a tricky one, but I think purely for my sweet tough, I'm saying Sophie, <laughs> Sophie on my number one on this. <laughs> what a question oh, that is. <laughs> yeah. Cara Kipri, Sophie. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming in today, Ryan. Thank Appreciate you. It. Cheers. Thanks.